Welcome to the People's Choice Award podcast, brought to you in partnership with Tier 1 People and Fintech Australia. The Finneys, Australia's largest and most prestigious Fintech awards are fast approaching, and we want you to be part of it. Sponsored by the Victorian government and major partners Bogus and SwiftX, the Finneys are a chance to celebrate the amazing people, incredible innovations and remarkable resilience that the fintech industry is known for and built upon. Thank you to MasterCard for sponsoring and presenting the award for Emerging Fintech Organization of the Year at this year's Finneys. We look forward to seeing everyone on the 9th of June in Melbourne. And don't forget to make your vote in the People's Choice Awards. Joined by Tarek Ayub, and he's CEO and co-founder of Before Pay. They're up for Emerging Fintech of the Year Award. Welcome, Tarek. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dexter. You're welcome, and congratulations to everybody at Before Pay for making it to this year's finals. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So we're going to have a chat a little bit about Before Pay, but before we do, could you tell our listeners a little bit more about what you do? Absolutely. So at Before Pay, we provide working people with access to a portion of their wages on demand, and we charge them a fixed convenience fee of 5% to do so. We don't charge any interest, late fees, or any hidden costs. Cool. So in terms of, I guess, your customers, typically, who, who would they be? Yeah, so we, uh, our customers, about 70% of them are millennials, Dexter aged between 18 to 35 years old. Um, what's interesting, though, is 3%, only 3% of our customer base have credit card facilities. Right. However, in, however, in contrast, about 60 to 70% of them are using buy now, pay later services. So what we're really seeing is, obviously, you could see that shift in, in customer affinity towards um, the newer style um, credit products rather than the traditional credit card products. Um, and we're, what we're doing at Before Pay is we're slotting right in to provide individuals with an alternative to the buy now, pay later, simply because I'm not sure if you're aware or listeners are aware, but buy now, pay later have only integrated with about 20% of merchants. Um, in Australia. So you've got this 80% of discretionary spend that's not covered by them, but people still love that type of system. So that's where before pay kind of slots right in. Brilliant. So how, how did you come up with the idea for before pay? Uh, yeah, the genesis of the idea, Dexter, was probably around April 2019. Um, I received a report from AMP that um, Look, it shocked me a little bit. Um, it stated that $32 billion is what companies are losing every year due to employees' financial stress. I thought that number is quite large for Australia, Dexter. So what I did is I started, I mean, how can I say this? I geeked out on it a little bit and yeah. started analyzing it myself. Um, and what I found is the number that I, that I got from my analysis was closer to 50 to 70 billion 
which is far larger than that 32 mm. billion. However, what I also found, um, you know, quite scary statistics. For example, 70% of the nation do not have a budget. 70% of the nation also ha- only have about $800 in savings. Now, about 60% of the nation are living pay to pay. And when I started looking at that cohort of individuals, I found that they're far more prone to taking out predatory payday loans. Mm-hmm. So I realized that at that moment in time that, hang on, there must be a better way to for people, for individuals to access the wages that they have already earned. And right. that way, obviously, as we could see, because 70% majority of the nation don't have enough savings to, I guess, counter for, for unforeseen bills and stuff like that. At that point, if somebody needs to access their wages before sort of they get paid, they should be able to. Mm. Now, at, on, on average, on every, on a daily basis, Dexter, about four to $6 billion is held in limbo in payroll for individuals. I mean, if Sorry, we could how just much was that, Tarek? Four to $6 billion. Wow. Yeah, so if if you really look at it, Dexter, I mean, if we could just provide people with a small portion of that economically, it's it's going to make a lot of sense. So I started researching on how to actually do this, how to amalgamate budgeting, spending, um, and borrowing tools in one app, obviously using technology as a catalyst for this. and. What I found is uh, all the incumbents, mostly in the US, uh, they've sort of they've got a particular approach into providing people with access to their wages, which is to sign up an employer, and then the employer would provide uh, a financial benefit to the employee. However, what I also found is the take-up rate on these products is usually around nine to ten percent of the employee pool which is right. not enough. That's not enough to actually solve the problem. I realized at that point, Dexter, that I have to create a new way that is direct to consumer that can use technology, obviously, as a catalyst to provide people with access to their wages on demand. And that's when Dean and I, my co-founder and CTO, architected this whole system uh, and took it to market. Cool. So look, I, I guess, um, you know, buy now, pay late as... Um, you know, had some critics in the press and that, you know, there's been some mm-hmm. kind of things that have come out where, you know, the, the, the press have highlighted, um, you know, where, where people have rorted the system. What have you put mm-hmm. into the technology that's actually going to help people and, and protect those that might be vulnerable um, mm-hmm. within, within the before pay solution, Tarek? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, for starters, you know, the average income of our users is $60,000. So it's, it's probably a little bit higher than the buy now pay yeah. later. But we also, uh, I guess it's an important n- note to make that the before pay app is not just um, providing people with access to their wages. You could also come in and create a budget within one minute. So we've created algorithms to be able to analyze your historical spending patterns and using statistical analysis, we're able to categorize these expenses and provide you with the optimal budget per category. Um, So that way, the reason why we did it that way, Dexter, is because from from our research, uh, obviously at the genesis stage of, of the idea, 
we realize that most people don't have budgets simply, but not because they don't want to create a budget, but probably because when they go to create a budget, they, they don't even know where to start. Mm. They don't know where to begin. And then they start getting overwhelmed and an hour or two goes by and they've got nothing on the spreadsheet. So I guess by taking on that automation of it to at least give them a good, it would at least give them a good starting point, Dexter. Now, what we also do is we categorize people's spending um, so they, they, they can actually understand how, how they're spending their money on a day-to-day basis. And we predict their upcoming bills for them as well. So we do have quite a lot of users using our other modules in, in our app. Um, uh, but, but also, uh, I do want to mention another point. Um, we, we make sure that we are very transparent with our users. So the 5% convenience fee that we charge, that is literally all we charge. Mm. So a lot of our customers come back to us saying, hey, can I move my payment um, back by a week? Uh, what am I being charged for this? And we say zero. Uh, so the one thing that I want to stress is our system is a is one of the most transparent systems and one of the most uh, understood systems by general by the general public, and it's also one of the fastest systems as well. Yeah. So from from the point of download to the point of you getting money directly into your bank account, it takes like three to five minutes, and so, people love that. Sounds like you've put my mum into an app. <laughs> when i was well, when i was that age we we didn't have apps so uh i'd have to go to my mum's every friday uh, every monday and say hey mom can i borrow can i borrow 50 quid on a friday <laughs> Oh, man, I, I, I feel your pain. I do the same thing. <laughs> I, I remember one of the journalists that interviewed me quite early in, in, in the life cycle of the business. Um, I remember she said to me, uh, oh, gosh, I think my brother's going to love this. Can I tell him about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think the thing that I'm worried about, though, Tarek, is that at least yeah. my mum got to see me every Monday, right? I've, my kids, I'll never see them because they got. I've got no leverage over them. After <laughs> <laughs> pay and before pay are taking everything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, in terms of of the you know the kind of the the take up that you've had of the product, you what just about a, is it a year now since you launched? Um, the commercial. I mean, we launched uh, to the general public around January 2020, but because of COVID, we stopped acquiring customers uh, in Feb. Right. So we only uh, we had about 25,000 uh, uh, users, registered wow. users at that point. Um, what in the space? It, just a we, couple of months. Oh yeah. Within the first week we had like 15, 20,000 downloads. Wow. It, it really, yeah, it went like gangbusters at the beginning and we, we put hardly any marketing into it as well. Mate, you must've um, been freaking out. <laughs> I was, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I was, look, I, I was happy. Yeah. Let's just see if this nervous. thing works. <laughs> Mate, you have no idea. Um, yeah, I, I think it was, yeah, it was, it was a very exciting time for us, um, but it was, I was definitely nervous, mate. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it worked and people, people definitely loved it. In fact, uh, we did stop acquiring customers in Feb, but in April we gave away uh, free pay advances to everyone, uh, every, everyone uh, every customer of ours. 
and it was actually quite humbling, Dexter, because about half of them came back to us telling us to take the fee because they believed that someone else could be in need of it more than they are. That's so really honestly, cool. oh, mate, we're super proud of our community of users. Seriously. Um, you know, it really, really goes to show that there are a lot of good people out there, mate. Mm. Um, so what we did is we put a halt on acquisition and then August 2020, we raised our Series A and we ramped marketing back up again. So really the numbers are, any numbers I quote, are actually really numbers from uh, September, August right. uh, 2020. Um, and since then, we've had um, 300,000 registrations. What? Um, yeah, and we've got 90,000, approaching 100,000 uh, customers using our pay advance feature. Man, that's going to be a lot of unhappy parents out there, eh? <laughs> I don't see my kids oh, yeah. now because of before pay. <laughs> or, or, or a lot of happy parents that yeah. they don't get their bludging um, kids coming to them anymore. Yeah, I've, I've got to tell you, right, as a parent, as much as you get to complain about it, I think you get the joy of complaining about it. Right? So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a double-edged sword. So your, your Series A round, who was involved in that? Oh, we had quite high-profile investors coming on in that round. We definitely created a bit of noise. Um, we had James Spensley. Uh, come on board. So he was the founder of Vocus, yep. chairman of Airtasker and Sweet. Um, we had Allium Capital, our first institutional investor, come on board in that round. Actually, they backed us at a very early stage. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, we continued to get high profile um, customers. But I must say, out of everybody that's invested in my company to date, Dexter, the one uh, the, the, uh, not one investor, but the one group of investors, um, that I'm definitely proud of, uh, mate, are all the founders that have backed me today. Yeah. So, so, you know, to me, that brings me the greatest joy. So uh, I think, you know, I've had Fred, um, Sylvester from Finder back me at an early stage, Tim Fong from Airtasker, um, you know, and a whole bunch of other founders. Um, and, and to me, that probably brings me the greatest joy. Not to awesome. discount all the other institutional investors who have backed us to date, but um, for another founder to, to, to back us is, yeah, to me, it brings me the greatest joy. Great. So in terms of um, numbers of people, where, how many people have you got in the business now? Um, so uh, I guess I'll, I'll contrast it for you. So uh, around September, August, there was about three or four of us in the business. Today, there's about 33 of us wow. in the business. Yeah, so we've grown quite quite fast. Everything happens very quickly in before pay. We always joke around internally and say one day in before pay is like two weeks in a startup. Yeah. And a startup functions faster than a normal company, yeah. by the way. <laughs> so, so everything is like super speed here. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a startup on steroids, eh? Exactly. Exactly. What's what's that journey been like for you then as a as a leader, Tarek? Because you know you've come from mm. working and you know kind of a you know big four accounting firm and and, and worked in startups. But um, I mean, I would mm. assume this is the first time that you've been leading a business where you've got thirty three people who are dependent on you for their you know livelihood and their careers and mm. you know their mm. well-being and all those things how, how have you found that that switch um i think 
to be honest, one of the things, Dexter, that I um, one one thing about running a startup is um, I believe that one of the biggest skills that a founder could have is being resilient, rolling with the punches, mate, um, because you're just going to get punched a lot <laughs> um, and you're just going to keep moving, man, you know? And I think one of the biggest, uh, and it resonates with us and our value set in Before Pay is if we fail, we want to fail very fast. And that's how I kind of run my life, Dexter, yeah. to be honest. Um, you know, obviously throughout my Before Pay journey, I've also failed, but I ensure that when I fail, I fail fast, mate, mm. and I learn from it and I quickly move, right? Yeah. So obviously like at the beginning, um, hiring a, a bunch of people um, who don't understand the business, don't understand what we're, you know, how operationally we're running and everything is actually being created, by the way, while they're, joined, they're, they're joining, yeah. um, there's a level of, me still maintaining that level of control and not wanting to really delegate. But then you start realizing that by empowering individuals to take on these tasks, you actually get much bigger bang for your buck. Mm. So, so I guess, again, it's a matter of being open and authentic with my employees and making them understand that this is also my first time running this, this type of scale up and to be patient with me now. I was very lucky because um, I found out at a very early stage in hiring individuals that what I really need to focus on is hiring people who just love what they do, Dexter. Like they take pride yeah. in what they produce, mate, you know? Yeah, I call it the care factor. Maybe I'll steal that. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're welcome to it, you know, but I, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, you know, you really need to hire people who really care care about Absolutely. the product, care about the customer, care about the colleagues, care about the level of work, right? And the, you know, the mm. pride that they put into their work and as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mate. And, and not to, I don't want to discount talent here. Um, there's definitely like a, how can I say this? Like a 50, 50 split of someone's attitude, um, like positive attitude. And of course the talent yeah. that they have. Right. Um, so I'm not discounting that. I'm just trying to say that, a hundred percent. One of the questions that I ask in every interview is how much do you love what they, what you do? Yeah. And give me examples of like the type of love that you've got for it, you know? Um, because if you love what you do, it doesn't really feel like a job. It just feels like your own little playground and you just want to get it right. And that's really what we focus on here at the book. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've had a lot of people in my network and I share this philosophy with them. It's very much like a, a sports team or a professional sports team. doesn't matter mm. how talented a, a player is. If they can't perform in the game, they can't take the pressure of, you know, in a final being in front of 50,000 people screaming at them, they're not going to mm. be much use to the team. And I think it's a bit like, you know, the environment that you're in. Somebody can't handle that pressure no matter how talented they are. They're not going to be of benefit to the team. And if, in fact, they might kind of create, you know, challenges that you, you just don't <laughs> are not going to be conducive to output. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and even in, in my role, Dexter, it's something that I grow to learn. You continue to learn about people and how to move them and how to motivate them, how to empower them, how to, mm. you know, uh, I guess, uh, 
realize their maximum potential, mate. And I think as a leader, um, this is something that you will always, you should always work on it, mate. Um, you know, that, that's, that's my, that's my take on it. Cool. Now we're going to kind of come to a, a bit of a close, Tarek. When you look back over this last 12 months, what would you say are the, is the thing or the things that you're most proud of um, within the team and, and what you've achieved together? Ooh, I'm proud of a lot of things. Um, sometimes I forget to take the time out to be proud of what we've all achieved. Yeah. But I think... And don't um, Please don't do the humble thing, right? This is kind of, this is celebrating <laughs> your achievements. <laughs> no, I respect that. I think, uh, to be honest, if I had to throw one thing out, I'd probably be the one thing I'm very proud of and I've always wanted to do it, you know, is to create a company that has a bunch of people working in it that are absolutely happy about being there every day. Like you feel the joy when you walk into our office space and you feel like there's a culture there and everybody um, treats each other with respect. Everybody has everybody's back. And, you know, when one leg falls, the other guy picks them up, you know, and I'm just very proud of having a team that, just have backed me, my vision when we had nothing and they've seen it grow and they've grown with us and they will continue to grow with us. Um, so I must say I'm definitely happy. Uh, I'm definitely proud of building such an amazing team, mate, that has enabled, um, us to achieve our dreams really. Um, yeah. Awesome. Now, this is People's Choice Award where I guess the public gets to vote for their favorite fintech. So if somebody's listening, why do you th- why should they vote for Before Pay? Good question. Um, I think that one thing that we are doing at Before Pay is we are the first mover. So we innovated this new model um, and we should take credit for that. Um, but also you should take into account the speed of execution, um, and the growth potential of a company like ours, um, and how much we will add to, um, number one, the economy in general, but number two, uh, that makes me proud as well as the FinTech ecosystem. Um, and to us, I think that that makes a winning company. Brilliant. Well, congrats to you and the whole team at Before Pay for making it this far, Tarek. Um, awesome to see, you know, the the journey that you're on. I mean, it's kind of it's it's kind of pretty enthralling as well, just listening to the growth that you're having. And you know, from me and the team at Tier One People, we wish you and Before Pay all the best in the finals. Thanks for being on the Thank show. You. Thank you, Dexter. And thank you for everybody listening as well. Really appreciate your time. Thank you to MasterCard for sponsoring and presenting the award for Emerging FinTech Organization of the Year. Thanks for your support in making the Finnies a reality. We look forward to seeing everyone on the 9th of June in Melbourne. And don't forget to make your vote in the People's Choice Awards.